Anand, thanks so much for being part of the Down and Dirty podcast. Uh, for all of you who are watching this, I have known Anand now for a good couple of years and I respect his work so much as a UI UX designer. Um, and I am thrilled that you're going to talk to us about your experience uh, as a designer and the tool that you use or would recommend to other designers and the reasons why, why this is the tool of your choice. So, Anand Bangir, welcome again. Do you want to start us off with a quick introduction? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, hi, I'm Anand Bungir. Uh, I run a company called Sukratu, which is based in Pune. We started in the thick of COVID, that's August 2020. And uh, we are a design company which focuses on product design. So, which mm -hmm. is basically UI, UX and uh, web that, that includes web and mobile design. Okay. And uh, if for someone who may not fully understand what a UI, UX designer does, what does a day in your life look like? So right now, um, if I'm wearing my designer hat right now, which I'm doing sometimes, but most of the times it's more of a CEO sort of thing. But if I if I if I'm wearing my designer hat, most of my day would look like when I start my work, I mm -hmm. generally am involved in taking design decisions about the product, which is basically creating user journeys, uh, mm -hmm. which is basically just a term for mapping out how a user proceeds through the through the entire product mm -hmm. then uh, at making sure that we are designing the screens which is the actual uh, interface that users use on their product so basically if it's a website it will be website screens if it's a mobile app then it will be every screen that you use on the mobile app we actually design those in a tool called figma which we'll get into later so we make sure that the screens are following the design patterns of um, the company or the brand that uh, we are working for. So that's what uh, we generally do. <clears throat> got it, got it. So what's the, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being a designer, a product designer? So the most rewarding thing is seeing whatever you're creating get into people's hands and they are actually using it and they're finding the experience joyful that's that's like a, um, that gives us a kick if whenever we build anything or we design anything to be with but uh, there are so many moving parts to that as well like it's it never happens that whatever we design actually gets it uh, actually gets implemented so there are there's teams of developers who we have to continuously interface with and make sure that everything is right so all of these things sort of come together and whenever it goes to the goes in the hands of the user it's uh, always a delight to watch them use it and, and so it. If, if that is the most rewarding part then what is the least rewarding part the least rewarding part is um to be frank much of our work due to various reasons never gets to the hands of customers which is uh, which is disheartening for for us because we put our um, heart and soul in whatever we do but uh, but that that's something that we've you know sort of come to accept that you know this happens so um, that's that's that I would say is the disheartening thing but uh, actually having the product getting negative feedback is also fine hmm. but the product not being able to make it to the user's hands is more I would say disheartening. Got it. So tell me something. If you spend a lot of time designing screens that may or may not make it ultimately into the hands of a of a user, yeah. then it seems that one way in which you could 
or that you might be thinking about spending less time designing screens up front let's talk about like you know like very basic prototypes because we don't know what will eventually make it do things like templates and simplified screens matter more than so that you're not investing too much in designs that don't make it or do you end up designing right till the end and it's all completely ready and it breaks at that point no so what um what happens is now over the over a period of time once you get to do this job you know you will always end up in a pattern so and that i think that's true for any profession over a period of time as you keep working over many years you will always have some sort of a system some sort of a process so that's what we've sort of uh, developed as well for ourselves and we always start with um, you know a process that includes finding references which basically involves doing some some sort of a market research to see what's already out there and seeing what are the user patterns what are the patterns that users are already using in their daily lives so that they have they already have a mental model of okay how a product should behave like for example a healthcare app should have a certain features that i'm already used to a uh, social app should have certain features the recently introduced thread app you must have seen it already has certain features that users take for granted they they think that yeah. these are the basics that need to be there so there are certain patterns that come in with every um, you could say domain as yeah. well as in our working there are certain templates as well that we have come across that we continuously use for projects so for example we have a certain way of doing a user flows we have a certain way of doing um, uh, you know ui designs as well for if it's a website if it's a web app if it's a mobile app there are certain uh, things that we we templateize these things and then we improve on them based on the requirement of the uh, company or the product understood so then um, finding tools platforms resources that would allow you to templateize certain things to for you to set up your user flows in a way that you can customize as needed and yet kind of run you know hit the ground running that seems like it would be important for the work that you do yes 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 so we um, so most of our work pretty much all of our work happens in figma now and mm. uh, so there are a lot of resources tons of resources on figma for every single step of the ui design process that that you need so that's what we end up uh, so we don't use everything we have a certain uh, selected templates that are really good quality that we look at and then we adopt them as per the need that that company understood understood okay so let's talk about these tools so i know you mentioned figma a few times and i'm assuming that is your tool of choice that we're going yes. to talk about but what what else like before figma Yes. what has been your trajectory of the kinds of tools that you have used or perhaps continue to use towards yes. different use cases so um i started off with a tool called sketch which is still uh, operational today like figma, hmm. sketch is the biggest competitor of figma today the difference between the two tools is sketch is completely offline which is something that you can download and install just like your photoshop or you know other other these tools which is very local so yeah. you can actually create files sketch files and every sketch file is can be a new project so basically right. all of your work is saved as individual files 
if that is something that is relevant for you. And uh, you can keep saving those files or you can keep creating new versions of files according to how the project progresses. So yeah. that's what I was using before Figma came into the picture. Um, this is probably seven, eight years ago. And uh, Figma, after coming into the scene, quickly became the dominant player because it is it changed the paradigm uh, completely. Uh, it is more like Google Docs using Google Docs for your document editing versus using Microsoft Word. One is a completely offline tool, and the other, of course, Word now has an online component, but it's primarily an offline tool. And now Google Docs is primarily an online tool. So the collaboration and other getting feedback, commenting, social aspects of it, all of these things come by default because of this paradigm. And why is it important for you and the work that you do that you work with an online tool? The reason, okay, a couple of reasons. One is uh, we don't have to worry about saving the file anymore. That's the biggest thing because before Figma, saving files in um, sketch and i'm sure you must have seen memes of photoshop files getting crashed all the time and uh, being even now like even today for so for a little percentage of work we if there's any print work to be done we use coral draw mm -hmm. and even saving the file crashes the laptop like, ser like seriously so it's crazy how the software i mean sketch was not bad sketch is really good in its own uh -huh. right but some of these other tools like photoshop coral draw they are extremely resource intensive for the system so the biggest advantage was all that resource uh, that the tool was using now didn't have to be uh, of my own system it it could be of the the tool itself so the so figma has hundreds of servers running and mm -hmm. they actually are using their compute power and they are just showing me the uh, interface of the design. So it's no longer using my compute power. Of course, it's using a little bit of my graphic uh, capabilities of my device, but it's not using uh, any of my extra um, CPU uh, power. So it frees up that CPU power and I can work more efficiently. Of course, the uh, one sort of a downside with that, with that is you need an internet connection to work with that, or you need to have the file opened once on your system before so that it can cache it every uh, cache the file. But the second biggest advantage of this is collaboration. So the uh, the fact that it is an online tool allows you allows multiple people to work in a file simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing from the team side, from my, our side, from the mm -hmm. client side, we can share access to the file just by sharing a link and they're able to see the progress real time. So we are actually live building the uh, project in the file and they can actually see and give us feedback if there's anything that you want to show, uh, they want to tell us. So that is the second uh, biggest sort of um, advantage, I would say. Yeah, and that makes sense if you're working with a remote team, which you do. So yes. the ability to to work um, online and have yes, this saved life. So tell me something. When whenever the trade off with having something that can be downloaded onto your system and something in the cloud is yes. usually the light version, right? Like something that's in the cloud is lighter. 
Uh, so it may not have, or it used to be like that because I remember my own research analysis software that I would use. I exactly this thing. I had one software which you downloaded locally, you yeah. know, but it was more robust because of that. It slowed down the system, no doubt, but it did a lot more uh, because it yes. was something that was local. And then there was a light version of it, yeah. which then, you know, moved online. So would you say now with where design tools are, there is no distinction between uh, you know, uh, a local file and what's in the cloud or is there still some trade-off? Very little distinction at this point in terms of design tools because, okay. uh, of course, this is true. What you're saying is exactly true for some specialized fields like medical or you, even video editing for that matter. A um, lot of video editing capabilities happen on the offline tools that people are using today. Because uh, the tools, uh, there are a couple of reasons behind this. One is, it's not that the online tools cannot be made that much capable. They can be. It's just that the client side, which is our device that we are using, may not be very fast. It may not have that uh, quicker respons response time due to our internet connect connectivity speeds and other reasons, uh, hardware limitations. It, it may not be that uh, responsive, even if that tool is very strong. Uh, on the uh, online side, but Figma itself is extremely strong. Um, it has a lot of features that normally you would not imagine having in an online tool, offline tool rather, sorry. Understood. So, got it, got it. So you, you, your discovery of Figma, I, I imagine is just the way a lot of other designers might have also discovered it. It was the next, it was the next best. I mean, it was the new yeah. tool on the block and very quickly became the front runner for what you know for what a lot of designers uh, product designers kind of resort yes. to um okay so uh, let's get into the, into the weeds of it now i want to understand how you use it what aspects we already talked about it's in, the importance of figma for being online collaboration feedback sharing with clients uh, but let's do a screen share i've given you access right now and if you can open up your figma um, uh, yes. uh, application and what I would like to start with, Anand, is if you logged in, today's Thursday, you logged in and you opened up your screen, What, where do you go first? Like, what's important for you? Do you jump right into a project or is there some, some other space where you land first? So, okay, I'm sharing my screen. Let me know if you're able to see it. Yes. Um, so, this is what I see when I open Figma for the first time or, you know, when I open Figma every day. Yeah. Uh, the basic sign-up process is very standard. Whatever you would see in, in your um, other SaaS apps that yeah. you just have to sign up and you will be greeted with this something something of this sort. Then uh, what happens is these are all the projects that we see, right? And uh, you these are actually individual files. Now, you can organize this any way that you like. In some of our um, corporate customers, what happens is on the left side, these are more of projects. We mm. use them as projects and there can be mul multiple files under a project, right? Mm. For smaller projects, we use one file for one project. So it's okay. that simple, right? Um, sometimes bigger projects have multiple modules spread across different devices and stuff like that. So there may be multiple files there. Now, if I open this, now, if you see the first product itself, this is another, this is a project that we've been working on since many years. Um, it's already out there. So 
you will see that there are three users already live in this project. They are working right now. So uh, these are my team members who are already working in the file. And you will see that if I open this file, there are a lot of different ways that we've organized the screens here. So if you see this, this is the first time and it takes a little couple of seconds to load. Yeah. So do you see this first time user step one, step two, step three, step four. Yes. So we organize all of our screens like this so that it's easier for whoever is looking at this. Let's say uh, other stakeholders, they can be companies, uh, leader management, they can be developers who are implementing this. They, it's easier for them to understand, okay, where am I supposed to navigate or where am I supposed to look for a particular screen? Right? Okay. So then when we open this, we look at different types of screens, right? So this is basically, let's say, for example, this is your language selection app. So yeah. language selection screen. So then we look at different uh, screens in the same flow. So we organize this like this, and this is an infinite canvas. So you can actually, okay. uh, there is, there are of course limit limits to this canvas as well, but for normal uses and purposes, this is an infinite canvas. You can fit almost what I would say, 100, 150 mobile screens, uh, 70 to 100 web, web screens because they are larger uh, into this canvas. Okay. And so this is how you start off a project in, in Figma is you, this is what you would call your, um, uh, you know, different, are these yeah. your user, are these canvas. This is a, this is a canvas, I would say. Okay. And this is something that you would do for every project. You kind of establish, have a canvas where people can see, you know, just top level. Here is the experience of a new user, of a first time user. Here's the experience of someone who would. Yes. Subscribe here, be yes. right. Okay. These are actually different flows that for the particular app. So, for example, if a user yeah. is coming to this particular app for the first time, then these are the four steps that they have to follow. If the user has unsubscribed, then uh, these are the steps that they have to follow. Or uh, so, so there are different flows for different kinds of people, depending and on where they are in the product. And you do this because it it gives everyone basically a kind of like what we would have uh, as a site map on a website, like here's your top level yeah, architecture. Yeah, exactly. How, correct, correct, where correct. you need to go to find the right screens. So, so what would you, so what are some of your go-to features in order to set up an experience like this in Figma? What are you using a lot of uh, in order to get the job done? So we are basically using things like, so there are a couple of things here. One is if I open this, sorry, there's something called a section. Right. Mm. So this is a relatively new feature and you'll see Nikhil is already live here. He's doing something in the file, but okay. I can create a section like this and I can mm. name this section, let's say login flow. Right. Mm. And Figma has a couple of features now where if I click this icon, it shows a tag called ready for dev. So mm. essentially what happens is if I move, if I'm done with any screen, I'll just move it here. And then the dev developer knows that, okay, this screen is finalized from the design side and it is ready for development. If this is, is almost a folder. This is like having a folder, which is ready for dev. Yes, exactly. This is like a folder that is ready for dev, except in a folder, I, I have to save every file and it's like versioned. It's, there is, it's, it's like a snapshot of a particular point in time here. 
these things are dynamic. I can actually change anything here. Oh. And this can keep improving or iterating over time. Understood, understood. And why is it important for you to, you know, work? Why is this something that you wanted to call out? That, hey, this is something new that Pigma has done. I can create a section and dump stuff here yes. and make it ready for dev. What were you doing before this? Why is this important? Before, what, ha what used to happen is uh, developers used to get lost in terms of understanding what, which exactly screens were ready and were, which were not ready. This was a huge problem that designers faced because we had to communicate to the developers each time that, okay, go to this section. This is finalized and pick up these, these, these screens from that section. So now it no longer is the case. We can just uh, create a section and uh, we can just tell them that, okay, uh, this particular section is done. You can just pick it up for development. Earlier, another sort of a way you we used to manage this is on the left side here, you'll see pages. So huh. there are different pages. If it's a smaller project, we used to create a new project, let's say for a dev. Hmm. And we used to design all the screens in our workspace here. And yeah. whenever we were done, we used to move everything here, like in yeah. a separate page. Hmm. But now what happens is the problem with this is this is good for smaller projects. But in some projects, we have um, different kinds of things going on at the same time. Let's hmm. I'll show you an example. This is the perfect example here. So right now, this entire canvas is only yeah. for mobile app screens, okay. but we also have kiosk. Like for example, hmm. the company that this is for, they also yeah. have a kiosk, offline kiosk where they mount a tablet and hmm. they have the tablets. So uh, app that is running in the tablet. Okay. And we had to create screens for that tablet as well. Yeah. So you will understand now that these are completely different resolution screens. It right. is not. It is not at all same as the mobile app screens. Very different. So and then again, you'll find that there is a website design here. There is uh, there is a branding uh, thing going on in the same file. So there are so many things that are going on. It's very difficult for people who are not designers to make sense of what's going on in the file. And so now, in context of one page, let's say, um, you know. <laughs> you can tell let developers know yes. that things are ready which means in the kiosk space if it if it involves you know the printer knowing that the screen is ready then you know you can call that out which is completely yes. different from the mobile uh, page where you want the developer to know that this screen is ready yes exactly understood okay okay that's very 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 interesting and it almost seems crazy that this wasn't there before you know what i mean but maybe it's yeah. because design and development lived in different ecosystems right and now yes. you have a, you, have, you have the ability to invite a developer in and so now suddenly the developer is probably like wow this is a lot of stuff like where do i need to go yes exactly and actually there's a dev mode that figma came uh, recently launched just last month mm -hmm. where if you click on this dev mode icon it will just show you the things that are only relevant for devs. So for example, if I, if I select this screen, you'll see that they have CSS code, iOS, Android, Swift, your code, code here, and then you'll have padding borders. What is the sizes of different elements? What are the distances of that elements from each, uh, from different points? All of these things are now integrated in Figma itself. So earlier we used to use different tools to show this. 
but now everything is right here like in figma even if you see this particular block you will see that this yeah. is eight pixels from all the sides right so this is what uh, and again which colors are used which are the assets to be used from that particular block everything is very seamless for the developer okay okay so so in addition to your regular design stack of things that you need to actually create screens things that you are finding valuable uh, or things that you've pointed out uh, in this session are things that uh, are making your collaboration not only we talked about collaboration with your own team you know where it's online collaboration with clients where you can send a link and they can join but now also collab with other um uh with developers with another group of people who are part of the same product ecosystem yes yes absolutely right? and and this is where figma for you right now is really shining is their, their ability to think about okay a designer needs to communicate to a developer in the same yes. app what do yes. they need and uh, figma in their keynote recently said that that around 20 to 30% of their designers are actually developers so mm. it's not even that they have to talk to developers separately 30% of designers themselves are developing the front end so yeah, so it it's not very um, so all of these features were a result of that fact understood understood now in your day to day anand uh, yeah. it yeah. seems because you are also running your own company right and yes. we you mentioned that you said okay i'm going to put on my designer hat versus the ceo hat so i'm assuming that as someone who is uh, running the show yes uh, as much time as you might be putting in actually designing the screens you're probably spending time in facilitating conversation yes. and handing over that knowledge transfer let's say from design team to developer team to stakeholder/founder yes. right of the of the company that you're working with so in would it be fair to say it is in that context that this ability to quickly work with developers and take knowledge take information that your team is putting together or take assets that your team is putting together and push it along the product cycle is uh, is an important part of your job oh yes absolutely it has reduced our um communication by 50% i would say like it has cut down our communication by half what what we used to do earlier like with with probably sketch and other tools uh yeah. used to actually export every single screen uh we used to there was a separate workflow where we used to mark every single these the markings that you see here like these yeah. distances these are called red lines so we used okay. to redline every single element in every single screen and then we had to hand it over to the developers export every single icon and then put it in a folder upload it on google drive or something share it with the developers export every single screen as images so that they know what the screens looked like and put it in a folder share it with the developers so we and this was with the entire process which not does not exist for us anymore <laughs> that is crazy and that was all of this that you were doing earlier was it with figma itself before its rollout so was it with sketch or some other tool where so you were downloading before we were using sketch and huh. in sketch also there were some of these capabilities but it was not very end to end i would say so okay. we used to actually do this manually for each screen hmm. and imagine multiply that by 50 100 screens it was a complete like process in itself so what used yeah. to take 3 months before now takes 1 1 and 1/2 months for us easily so so that's what has changed after figma came into the picture 
understood understood are there any other particular call outs that you want to make when it comes to figma and you using it not just the tool itself but things that you have found particularly helpful revolutionary whatever you want to call it well um the community part is very uh, interesting in figma so like i told you there are so many templates that are available in the community mm -hmm. as well so if you look at uh, there's always a community profile for everything uh, so this is sorry this is my profile i will so yeah it's here they changed the so if you yes. see the page they have a community page as well where you will find resources that others have created and shared it with the community so no mm -hmm. for example look at this so you no longer have to um, start with uh, a blank slate anymore you can actually start with uh, predefined uh, templates and increase your speed significantly in the design process now for example if you were to uh, and recently apple um, release their own design resources. So for example, if I were to, I'm not sure if you are aware about the Vision OS, um, um, the Vision uh, Pro headset that they launched, but uh -huh. Apple actually released the um, assets for the Vision OS right here in Figma itself. So if you look at this, everything that a, a designer could probably need for developing apps for the headset, are already readily available here. See this. Wow. If, you, if I wanted to create templates for how my app would look like in a, a in an AR setting, then this is how it would look. The colors that that uh, Apple thing uh, feels that you can use textiles, everything is readily available. Same goes with uh, your iOS apps as well. So if you wanted to develop, for example, an app for uh, iPhone, you will find that Apple has released this file, which has all the resources that you would probably need to design a, a design an app for iPhone. So if you see this, these are the sample widget designs. These are how, this is how the notifications will look. So have right? you used these templates? Do you yes. use these templates? So we are uh, we we design things according to the platform. So if you are designing an iOS app, we start with this. Hmm, makes sense. Similarly, Google also has uh, released it for app for Material Design, which is their design system. So we start with the Material Design file because it, it has all the things preloaded, and then what we have to do is based on our requirement and the branding of the product, we customize the file and change the color schemes, textiles, and all of those things. And we actually get to designing the screens uh, in in this file. We modify this file. Okay, so Google and Apple, I can understand where using those templates will come in handy, right? Because these are universal yes. touch points, right? For uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of products rather. But other the other things in the community, things like I just saw, you know, a template for creating a travel yeah. app, let's say, or you know, you created, you talked about one dental app that you're using. So is that something that you would also suggest or want to call out to other developers saying, hey guys, just start at the community level and type in, yes. you know, healthcare app and see what templates are already available and jump off from there? Yeah, so ex exactly what you said. If I search for healthcare, you will see that there are so many apps that people have already created and shared with the uh, community. So you don't need to start from scratch anymore. 
so yeah. the design community is large enough um that you can actually get a lot of inspiration it doesn't mean that you have to use whatever they're sharing but it you can take you can use it as a starting point and then creatively come up with solutions based on the problem that you are trying to solve understood understood uh, for someone who is thinking about figma right now how would you describe its learning curve oh yes so figma is i would say only uh, it will take 3 to 4 days for a complete novice to get the hang of it like get started on using it this okay. was not true for tools like photoshop and uh, you know other illustrator corel draw this was not true for them you you would need months of training like people wow. used to go to join classes to learn photoshop uh, people used to join classes to learn corel draw this is no longer true of course figma is still an advanced tool and some of the yeah. advanced capabilities you will get over time but yeah. uh, as a basic user you no yeah. longer have that uh, steep learning curve in just couple of days you'll be able to create uh, quite you'll be able to be in a very good position i would say that's amazing yeah uh, it, it seems like figma has over the years really figured out the entire value chain right from community and templates to the to the experience of building your own screens to the collaboration part of it right and collaboration yes. across different types of stakeholders absolutely yeah yeah that's amazing so is there is there um uh who is the so you would recommend this tool based on what you've said to even a novice designer and even obviously the seasoned designers are probably already aware yeah. of this but for someone who's starting out you would recommend this tool to them so absolutely for uh for somebody who's starting out in the field of design or who's considering yeah. switching over to design yeah. i would recommend uh depending on where you're going let's say for example uh, let me chart out couple of scenarios one yeah. is if you want to become a product designer which is basically ui design mm -hmm. uh, the uh, ideal way for you to start out is uh, just start with figma as simple mm -hmm. as that mm -hmm. if you are uh, going to dabble between product design and some social media uh, or some other elements of graphic design figma can still do it but mm -hmm. i would rather recommend canva for you because that's even more simpler to start and using so okay. and recently canva has you know introduced incredible features as well for internet mm -hmm. uh, professionals as well but uh, if you are going to dabble between uh, graphic design and ui design i would use combination of figma and canva or just figma is also fine got it okay so you actually preempted my other question is what else in the toolkit <laughs> yes for a designer have so basically using figma and canva io is where you need to start And then my entire company is running with Figma and Canva right now. We do not use any third tool. Only in the rare occasions, like five percent of our jobs, if we have something to give out to print, uh, and only the reason is because printers have CorelDRAW. We you we had to use CorelDRAW because they don't accept any other files. It's very difficult to deal with them. So, <laughs> so that's the only reason we use Corel. But ninety-five percent of our time. and even in that i would say 80% of our time is spent in figma 15% mm. here and there we use canva as as we need uh anand is there anything else that i have not asked you around you know figma your your experience as a designer especially when it comes to tools and the and the 
the ability to do your work better as a designer? Um, so right now, what we are seeing and what I'm seeing increasingly in the in this domain is designers no longer are just designing. So mm-hmm. what is happening is designers are also taking over the role a little bit of doing front-end development, not because mm-hmm. they know coding specifically, but mm-hmm. because the front-end development itself has uh, has morphed into this uh, space with a lot of no-code tools. Uh, you know, some examples, you already know Webflow. Some examples are also there where you can actually, you know, there's another tool called Framer. You can actually design in Figma and directly import using their plugins. Like there's a Webflow plugin, there's a Framer yeah. plugin. You can actually import the entire design as it is into the into the uh, into Framer or Webflow and start actually building a website there. Or rather, 50% of your work is already done. You just have to make sure that all the screens are connected, buttons are uh, connected, and links are working and stuff like that. Uh, so, lot of these, lot of the designers that I'm seeing today are um, skilling up. I would say into these no code field uh, field as well, where Got they it. are. Uh, taking up more and more of the development tasks uh, mm-hmm. because the because you no longer need to know coding to do some of these uh, front-end work. So even in Figma, there are a couple of tools like Locofy and stuff like that, which allow you to convert your screens, even if it is mobile app or uh, web app, into actual code. Like you can convert the screens into writable code that the developers can directly use. So there are so many things that are happening in this space right now, and it's changing literally every month. So uh, so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things uh, that are going very good in terms of the, and more power to the designers, right? Because they, yeah. they are somebody who want their vision to actually materialize the, the way they have designed it, which was yeah. not possible before. So, so that's what I'm seeing uh, a lot more of, and it's it's a great direction that uh, that you know this industry is going into. That's awesome, Anand. Thanks so much for your time. This was super insightful, especially at the level of how Figma is allowing designers and developers to come together on the same platform. Uh, I know we also talked about templates, but I find this part really particularly fascinating because I can see how. Um, rewarding it is, right? Yes. To be able to have both teams, both who need to yeah. make the product come to life, yes. be in the same space and not have any leakage of, you know, that transfer of information. Absolutely. So really appreciate your time. Have a great end of the Thursday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Same to you. Awesome. Thank bye, you. Anand. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, bye.